It's pretty hot at the moment, even in Scotland, Katie. <laughs> even in Scotland, it's rough, guys. <laughs> yeah, it is August. We're in heat wave two, the return of the heat. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's also the bang in the middle of the quiet summer holidays. So feeling a bit bereft, bewildered. Me too. I have the summer blues, the Wemmick summer blues. Yeah, it's a reality. And I'm sure that several of you are, are feeling the same. Yeah. So don't worry, we're here. We're here. We for are. We're podcast. here for you all yeah. the time. We are, we we're even. I think I think we can give it away. We even have like extra episodes for you guys. So um yeah, stay yep. tuned. Bringing you choir, even if we can't be singing um through the summer. <laughs> yeah, it's uh we're quite pleased that we actually do have some extra stuff for you and there's a yep. special guest very mm. soon. Yeah, exciting, exciting stuff. <laughs> but talking about special guests basically the main focus of this episode is our interview with the wonderful Ashley Jacobs who's of course is our uh, fantastic MD and he has been for a long time and he he was on scintillating form I would say yeah it was amazing getting to chat with Ashley he has so much interesting stuff to tell you guys um so we we definitely cover ABBA uh we cover (laughs) uh the sea shanties um and we cover acapella obviously barbershop quartet um wonderful ashtones yay the ashtones uh and we also cover what rehearsal is like with him so dogs and dreams dogs and dreams um all will make sense (laughs) so please listen and you and yeah you all will be revealed um and we also have your highlights uh from the last choir year and shout outs uh to other choir members for our one at gloves section uh to help beat those summer blues excellent right without further ado the wonderful ashley we are now chatting with our excellent md ashley jacobs thank you so much for coming on hello thank you for having me it's great to be here so exciting. Can't wait to have this conversation. And I mean, we're going to cover all sorts of different things. Uh, ABBA and um, obviously Barbershop Quartets, known as Ashitones. And yes. um, what else are we covering? Dreams dogs. and Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I know that sounds cryptic. It will all make sense later, guys. I promise. <laughs> Dreams and Dogs and Show Shanties. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a fun uh, a fun old hour I think we'll or have a long time to hold on to you for those of you listening who are members of the choir uh Ashley has been with us for how many years is it now you've you've been here longer than I have I know that much four years yeah, yeah summer of 2018 fantastic I mean and uh, yeah you've basically been um with the choir for you know for that amount of time but also you sort of like flitted in and out of being in the country I believe you went back to Australia for a bit or you were in Australia for a while especially when I was just starting in 2019. Yeah I had a quarter life crisis turned 25 my dad told me that I had to get a private pension um sorted and that freaked me out and I was like I haven't even lived abroad yet and that is literally what 
propelled me to leave the country. Um, <laughs> got five months sure out of that. it. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I'm sure that was exactly the reaction your dad wanted as well. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is your relationship with with Wemek? Um, how did you get involved initially? Uh, what's your favorite thing that you've done with us? And uh, what would you love to do next? So you go ahead and choose how you want to answer that uh, trip. To yeah, you. so I, I think I just saw like a post on Facebook advertising for choir leaders, MDs for Western Musical Choir. And at the time, I was doing some choir work. So I thought, oh, this, this seems fun because obviously it's choir work and it's specific to musical theatre, which I've just kind of done some training in. So I popped Charlie an email and she invited me for an audition. And I went to the Oxford Circus venue in the middle of August. And the song that I had to prepare to teach was the Christmas song that you guys do. <laughs> Perfect. Let's sing a Christmas song. Da, 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 uh, the, da, da, the elf da, da, song, da, da. yeah. The elf one, yeah. <laughs> um, so it felt, it felt quite funny doing that in the middle of August when it was really hot. And Oxford um, Circus is invariably quite warm anyway. Yeah, fair play to the team because they were committed to the cause. They had um, Santa hats, tinsel. I think it genuinely felt like the middle of December. We um, like Christmas and we like a theme and we like any excuse to dress up. Yes, so I've noticed over the years. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember I felt like the choir made a really good impression on me. And obviously I seem to make a good impression on them. They're just very... The first impression I got was they're very friendly and very like extroverted, which is what I am as well. So I like being around people and obviously the members of the choir do, particularly the angels. So there was a really nice vibe straight from the get go. And then a couple of months later, I think Charlie asked me to start to lead one of their choirs, which was the King's Cross Choir back when it was in Highbury or Canonbury. But then we moved again and then again to King's Cross but that was kind of my my entrance into the into the choir. Um, in terms of my favorite thing we've done, can I have, I've got two answers. So the, the favorite thing um, that I did with Western Music Choir was probably the showcase a couple of years ago. Were you yeah. there for that, Katie? Yeah, I was. I was in the choir, so I wasn't an angel yet. Um, but it was brilliant. It was such. A I big remember night. when you joined, Katie. Was it? Did you join the King's Cross Choir? No, I didn't. It was um, I joined around the same time that you started, but I first saw you in Clapham because I was living in Balham, so I was very excited that it was on the way home and you were at the yeah. So that's when I first met you. But yeah, the Summer awesome, Showcase, yeah. so cool. That was good fun and obviously worked with um, Anthony. Yeah. And he's a lovely guy as well. It was just so... Getting him on as well, which would be exciting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, it was so great just to have such a massive, massive choir in in that acoustic. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like there were a couple of really small moments which made it for me, like um, when everyone sang Feed the Birds and I conducted and instead of using the track, Anthony played for me, which was uh, just a really lovely touch. And in, in mm-hmm. fact, we almost didn't have that piano. It was going to be like a just a small sort of Yamaha electric keyboard, but me and Anthony spotted a baby grand at the back of the hall. And uh, we really pushed to have that in use and really pleased we did because obviously we used it for the singers as well. And we had mm-hmm. Daniel Coke play, uh, sing Maria. I um, melted. It was also hot, but my God, that song and him singing yeah, it was yeah. just it was fabulous. Super. I, yeah, this is before my time, but it mm-hmm. is uh, fairly 
fairly legendary that uh, that showcase uh, if mm. nothing else for the heat but also just for the stuff that was actually performed i don't i oh actually <laughs> firstly i don't remember it being that hot that's not one of the things i remember about it actually i do remember it being a nice day but the other thing do you know what they had as their um entertainment in the second half yes i do indeed it, ABBA. Was, uh, it was an abba <laughs> tribute and <laughs> amazing i it was just the best the best evening ever um, it was a lot of good fun. It was great fun. Yeah. So the final part of that, yeah, the, the final part of that answer would be what I'd love to do next. Um, I'd love to do another showcase, to be honest. Because <laughs> it's been a while. We've not been able to Absolutely. do one, really. Yeah. So I feel like... A few we're pesky counting, restrictions in a way. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're just counting down the days until we have another showcase. Yeah, um, it would be so much fun. Because it's just such a huge uh, so many choir people get to choir members get to to join so it's probably the biggest women choir experience that you'd be part of um and i mean it, the audience is full of friends and family and it's just such a supportive thing like i had mm-hmm. three friends that came and uh two from work well, all three from work actually they just I loved it and um one of them camilla is actually now a member of the choir as well so it's okay, there you um, go yeah it's just such a brilliant evening. So yeah, I hope we get to do one as well. I mean, it is incredibly infectious just seeing so many smiling faces, you know, mm-hmm. um, and singing can be such a, an exposing thing to do um, and a really terrifying thing for people. I, I used to hate singing. But it's just, just, you just to believe that. No, no, <laughs> seriously, I, hate, I yeah. hated singing. And, mm. um, but I was way... very nervous about singing for a long time. Um, yeah, but, but... So I appreciate that. It's like suddenly you're in the right environment with the right people. It's uh, much more, um, you get a good energy from it. Sure. I've, never, I've never been particularly scared of singing in choir because I started that when no. I was quite young. But however, I am actually quite nervous about it now because I've been away from the, a group singing together mm. when you can hear each other for so long that I actually find I'm actually finding it quite a nervous idea like I went to two rehearsals in a performance while I was in London in May and it was um weird but I know that it'll be better because choir is my happy place it's just I have to sure. you know, reintegrate <clears throat> but it is a very and, nervous thing but sing, and singing within the choir is the sort of the safest environment completely yeah to, to explore your voice mm-hmm. So, um, oh, the other thing that I'd love to do is, um, which I think is in the diary, um, is to meet Ben, your other fantastic MD. I've not met him before. not met? Oh, my God. No, no. that's insane. Um, that is we spoke, We've spoken a lot. We've spoken yeah. a lot. Um, but when, when do we get to work with each other, you know? N- yeah, now the two shall meet. Um, I, I think I need to request that I'm there for that. Me too. <laughs> so please and, wait and, until I'm back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Anthony was the only other sort of, MD that I've worked with and I've worked with Tom Self but not to do with the choir and that's that's it and I feel like yeah I, I, me and Ben have messaged a couple of times saying we need to meet for a drink and then I actually messaged him yesterday saying Ben are you free next week and he goes no <laughs> <laughs> um but are you free, are you free this day and I said I am so um hopefully it's gonna happen it's gonna happen send please. a selfie to the yes, to the members please. group yeah. send pictures we must see this <laughs> sure. yeah well, i think i mean it sounded like you had two mds for the first showcase or that that main one so you know who knows that could be a, a good option for, mm. for getting the two of you together so yeah and that was just such a cool thing having two mds with very different styles 
conducting yeah. and taking turns. It was just such a fabulous experience as a singer, really. And I remember the dress rehearsal, Anthony took it and he had most of us in tears a couple of times because we were oh. singing two very poignant songs, right? We were singing um, The Place Where the Lost Things Go, I think from the new Mary Poppins movie, mm. no longer new, but yeah. And uh, You Will Be Found, which I can never sing without crying. So sure. yeah, it was wonderful. Just a really, really great experience start to finish. I'd like to move us on to our second question, which is, um, we know you love ABBA and we know that you've been working on Mamma Mia recently. Mm. Uh, so we definitely want to hear how that experience has been for you. When you say recently, I think it's just for clarity. Obviously this will be going out uh, in a few weeks time, but Ashley did come back from Sunderland uh, last night we're yes. doing this Friday morning <laughs> and uh, that was from doing Mamma Mia up in Sunderland so yeah yeah thank you so much for coming on after <laughs> what was probably been quite a busy week so far pleasure um, I've been looking forward to it yeah so I I know their assistant MD Nick who is a mutual friend of one of my best friends from uni and we met we, we did City of Angels at RAM at the Royal Academy of Music. I was on Keys 2. He was uh, Keys 1. And that's where we met. And I said to him, I recognize you. And we figured out that I met him for like five minutes because uh, he was with my best mate for a few minutes and we over, overlapped. And so we kind of connected immediately like that. And we stayed friends ever since. And then obviously he knew about my love of ABBA because who doesn't? And so that was always in the back of his head. And then he got this, uh, he got the, the assistant MD job. And I was over the moon for him. And then I think last year we went for lunch and he, he said, oh, we should um, get you into Death on the Tour. And I was like, oh, that would, be, that would be amazing. And eventually I got a message asking to come and learn Keys 2 and Keys 3. Keys 2 is, so when there's, there's like several keys parts. In the West End, there's four keys parts um, on Mamma Mia. Um, there's Keys 1 MD. Keys 2 plays a lot of synth um, strings. It also plays there. And gimme, gimme, gimme. Um, keys three has a lot of really interesting things, but the main thing about keys three is you have to fire what's called a click track. You press a big green button that says go, because the entire show is played to a click. And by that, I mean like a metronome. So you press go and you hear five, six, seven, eight, and then you play the whole thing to a click in your ear. It's a terrifying, terrifying job. And you have to hit it like maybe three times in one song as well for different cues. And there's other things layered within the tracks that come out front of house. So if you hit it the wrong time, it's going to be a mishmash and could result in a show stop. So no pressure, but, um, Nope. <laughs> wow. I, uh, I did my first show in Birmingham at the Hippodrome and can honestly tell you that it may have been the most overwhelmingly euphoric experience of my life just because for me, it wasn't like, oh, I'm doing my dream show. I'm doing my dream music. It was nothing to do. I was playing the music of ABBA in one of the most sort of professional capacities there was. And that just made me so happy to be a small cog as part of that process. Also, the fact that it was aligning with my career prospects as well. So it was a really fantastic experience. And then did a couple down in Bristol and then a few in Sunderland this week. And then I'm doing a full, I'm going to Bournemouth next week. And then doing a full week in Milton Keynes at the start of August. Love and that. I'd say the south coast and then pretty much bang in the middle of the country. So yeah, nice, you know what? I see a line tour. Ollie, I think, I think you'll appreciate this because um, my flatmates realized that the places that I've been going to on the tour, we've been calling it like a promotional tour because mm. the first place I went to was Bristol 
who just got promoted to League One. And then <laughs> I went to Sunderland, mm. who just got promoted to the Championship. And then I'm going to Bournemouth next week, who just got promoted to the Premier League. It's in just, that order. It's meant to be. It's meant to be. <laughs> yeah. Trying to and, think of any particular location that would be good for uh, some of our supporters, for some of our football supporters in choir. But uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, that's quite that's quite the uh, the trend. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, was it your housemate who realised that? Both my housemates. Yeah, because yeah, they're Forest brilliant. fans, so they they they're a bit more aware of the the lower leagues. And the other thing I'd say about it was, um, it's one of the only shows where I enjoy the bars rests as much as the bars of music that I have to play. Because the whole of the start of Thank You for the Music and just just sitting there not playing and having a listen. And I'm just like, I love this song so much. And, you know, I don't need to switch off because I'm enjoying the music so much. So it really is a match made in heaven. Why is ABBA so awesome? I'm going to try and keep this answer short and sweet. For me, as a musician, ABBA are one of the most musically stimulating artists. They, they, they write such strong melodies. Um, their chord progressions are very interesting. When, within the context of their songs, whenever they have something that repeats, and I mean a chorus, you know, they do a chorus one way, there'll be something that they'll change the second time. And what excites me is listening to what they've changed. And it's often something that you you wouldn't necessarily hone in on like most people obviously listen to the melody and the um and the lyrics now interest for me lyrics and melody kind of for me is like one timbre within the whole the whole song um i love to just kind of delve in and listen to what's going on with the arrangement the uh, particular instruments the um the orchestration what's being what space is being filled and they just leave no no stone unturned there's always something so interesting to lock into. What I love about them is that every single song has its own sonic atmosphere, its own aesthetic. Like you listen to one song and you think, this is, this is Mamma Mia. It doesn't sound like anything else. This is Mamma Mia because of the specific synthesizers and instrumentation that they've used. And then you listen to another song and you think, well, this is Take a Chance on Me because you've got that, da -da 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 which, you know, again, isn't really used elsewhere. And to create so many well-known songs um, because of their unique instrumentation, I just think is amazing. And what I love more is that it's their unknown songs, which aren't the big hits, which I love more than their big songs. So if you think how many good songs that are in the charts that everyone loves, imagine how many songs there are that people don't know that are actually just as good. And my introduction to ABBA was through my old housemate and fellow Ashertone, um, Alex. We were chilling in his room in my third year of uni. And he goes to me, Ash, have you ever listened to other ABBA? And I went, what do you mean, what do you mean other ABBA? And he's like, you know, like, not there, not ABBA Gold, like just a whole album. And I thought, oh, no, actually, I haven't. And uh, I guess I kind of I like ABBA. So, yeah, let's whack an album on. And he played me the Voulez Vu album from start to finish. And from the very first song, As Good As New, I was just like, oh my God, 
This is Abba. Ashley, yeah, Ashley's face is a picture right now. Yeah, so, I, again, apologies. This is an audio podcast. I, I could you imagine it. the slightly screaming emoji, so like hands on the side. Yeah, of the yeah, face. yeah. Exactly. It was basically that. It was great. <laughs> and that character from Scream. That's kind of what it looked like as well. <laughs> Ghost face, so, so, really? Yes. Yes. <laughs> no. Thankfully, no. Yeah, the hands on the side. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, a joyful yeah. ghost face. A joyful scream. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's where it all started. Um, listened to Voulez-Vous so many times, and then slowly went through their whole discography. It's that they're from the peak sort of period of musical production where mm. you worked on an album. Exactly. You may select some songs for release to the singles charts. And I'm not saying it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a, an art that's being lost, but I think it's just not done anymore since the advent of uh, streaming and downloads and that sort of thing where you try and hit, get a great song to, to bring out in the charts like that. But ABBA were absolute... Uh, high point of bringing out an album maybe like a concept album or a whole album that you are you should listen to as a totality for sure and there are definitely artists today that that still pride themselves on on constructing a whole album um Mm. but 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 i guess abba did that but also released songs that played into the charts um but as you said they were they were such studio musicians to the point where they don't really have many live albums. And I listened to a lot. I've only ever listened to one live album. And I was, I was really sort of indifferent to it. I just thought, this is all right. And that's because their studio sound is so unique and so full. Like they, they, they kind of like double their instruments, which is how they get that, that really thick wall of sound. The, the vocals are layered and layered and so are the instruments. So that's why it's such a full sound. Um, which you can't achieve so easily live without tracks. So it was a little bit harder in the 70s. For me, their discography is really manageable. They have eight studio albums. And that spans about eight, eight, nine years. So that starts with Ring Ring. And they released that album before they were actually established as ABBA. There were a couple of songs that Benny and Bjorn wrote before they formed ABBA. There was one song written by Agnita, which is a really lovely song as well. It's called Disillusion. And Benny and Bjorn took the vocals more on that first album and then realized, hmm, maybe we shouldn't sing so much vocals. Let's give it to the two girls. Yeah. But um, yeah, a really manageable discography. So it doesn't feel too overwhelming to listen to all of their music. So I know I can sound like a big super fan, like, oh, I know all of their songs. But actually, it's, it's a really manageable amount. I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? You, you suddenly say that they've done... Um that many albums and you think oh, they surely got more but um the the sort of contents to go into the Mamma Mia show or Abba Gold you know it's mm. just basically all thriller no filler um but <laughs> the amount of time that it takes in studio to produce an album like that and you say that you they created that in less than a decade um is just testament to the amount of work that goes into it and of course they would have been doing shows and touring as well so it's pretty full-on mm. um creative period yeah i didn't know that and that's hella impressive because Mm. i mean i know other artists who have that number of albums but it's been over multiple decades (laughs) Um, yeah of course so yeah that's amazing um and i think just finally before we move on um (laughs) i was having this chat with someone recently you take like the biggest artists of all time like queen abba the beatles and you you tell people can you name 20 Queen songs? Can you name 20 Beatles songs? Um, now, for me personally, I could name 
20 Queen songs and 20 Beatles songs. But it would take me a little while to get there. Like, I'll, I'll probably stop around the 11, 12, 13 mark and just go, oh, and that. Um, oh, yeah, and that. Whereas with ABBA, oh, you name 20 songs, you'll get there in 20 seconds and more. I don't and really want to put you on the spot, Ashley, but, you know. I mean, oh, no. If, you've, if you've you set felt yourself like you up. to do that. Um, I just, before, <laughs> if you want to collect your thoughts, um, I went to see Queen um, at the O2 the other week and it was spectacular because it was basically, uh, they came on at about 8.15, I think, and they didn't stop until 10.30. There was no interval. Uh, there was no support act. And basically, Brian May was on stage for 90 five percent of the entire time uh just supporting all the different songs and adam lambert would come in and do a do a costume yeah. change and be amazing on vocals but you just forget how many songs that they have created that are just massive and as you say sure. i think I, I i could probably get to 20 queen songs maybe quicker than i can get to the beatles but i think i still get there but with abba i think it takes an aficionado really to uh to know 20 abba songs in record time so no if you want to do this i i katie what do you think am i being too mean uh, nope. I was expecting good cop to come in there, but no. In tw- <laughs> you, not, not in 20 seconds, surely. No, no because no. you really, have to breathe. I'll try and get in some rogue ones as well. Brilliant. I appreciate that. Okay, here we go. As good as new. Voulez-vous. The king has lost his crown. Angel eyes. If it wasn't for the knights. Chickatita. Does your mother know? Gimme, gimme, gimme. Summer Night City. Kisses of Fire. The Visitors. Soldiers. I Let the Music Speak. The Winner Takes It All. One of Us. 15. Um, Under Attack. SOS. Take a Chance on Me. Me and Bobby and Bobby's Brother. Another and Town, Another 20. Train. And done. done. it. That's 20. Yeah. Ah, great. Ring, and ring, keep, we keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was basically doing ABBA wheelies, uh, just because some of the songs in there, I will take it that they are indeed deep cuts um, of, of albums. But yeah, that was, uh, I'm glad that I, you uh, you passed the test there. <laughs> great. Can I just say one thing? Mm-hmm. You can I'm go to 30. Sure, yeah, sure. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure the first 10 songs were all from one album. Because I was just going, I was just going through the Voulez Vous album, going right this, 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 this. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Well, I'm glad that we've basically confirmed that you 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 put your money where your mouth was there. I didn't so. even I didn't even touch on Waterloo, Mamma no. Mia. I was uh, no, I was, I was thinking that. You. Yeah. Thank you for the music. I, there's so many more. Can you? I can't believe how many more there are. That's that's what that's why they're they're exactly. my favorite. There we go. I mean, that's just testament to the fact that there is just so much creative output there. Um, before we finish with ABBA, and uh, we should finish on that high, but I don't know if you have been to see uh, the show uh, the no, um, in, no, in Stratford. No, I, I didn't I think so. I would have. I would have assumed I'd see it on on your socials at some point. But yeah, yeah. Are you like? Are you gonna go? Is it something you want to see or not? So here's here's the thing. Um, in short, the answer is yes, of course. Good, good. Um, so when when it first got announced, I. By the way, we haven't spoken about the new album at all, and I'm not going to because I'm not a massive fan. Interesting. Um, I, I'm just so whatever about the new songs. I just think the old songs are so great. 
just the new songs just don't do much for me. But that's that's just one that's just one guy's opinion. With the with the Voyager tour, I didn't really know what it was going to be, and I was thinking, you know, if it's just going to be like, you know, your mum and me as your Waterloo's, like how would it, how would it differ from you know going to see the show or going to see like these other experiences? And you know, as a as someone that just loves the studio albums so much, like I get the most enjoyment out of listen to it with my best mate on on a hi-fi that's that's where i get m- the most enjoyment out of out of abba's music not necessarily going to see these different experiences and then i read a review and i was sold on the first five words which were it starts with the visitors and <laughs> for those that don't know the visitors is the title track of the visitors album which i think is their penultimate album but the visitors is an amazing amazing song and i would kill to see that in a live setting so i was i was sold right from that moment so now i am waiting to see it are the ashtons going to do an abba tribute medley at some point and uh and then can you tell us all about the ashtons please sure we actually started by trying to arrange an abba medley because we do quite a lot of medleys. We do Jackson 5 medleys and Stevie Wonder medley and Carol King medley and Lizzo medley and a kids TV medley. We love medleys because they just cover so much ground. And if you don't like the song, you can wait 30 seconds and you hear a new one, you know? But we started to do an other medley. We started arranging, um, I say we, me and Harry, who's another hashtone, an amazing person. He just got engaged yesterday as well. So well done, Harry. He, he's an amazing arranger as well. And together i genuinely feel like we could we could do anything uh, but we started doing an abba medley and you know what i just said to him this just isn't doing it for me like i don't feel like we're doing this music justice i don't i'm not a massive fan of abba tribute bands i've seen a couple of really lousy ones like i said i just want to listen to to abba i don't want to listen to a cover because i just want to listen to them and i felt the same when we were doing this acapella arrangement i just thought this isn't good enough. And so I said to Harry, what if we just do one song like Thank You For The Music, which is such a strong melody and a really, really beautiful chord progression. So that's what we did. So we do an arrangement of Thank You For The Music um, rather than a medley. And then the, the story of the Ashertones. So we all studied music together at the University of Leeds. We, we just started singing together at the end of our first year. With, with a guy called Frank, who was, who was studying from America. He was over for one semester. And he introduced us to all of this barbershop music. And like I said, I wasn't a very confident singer back then. Harry, Sam, Alex, the other Ashtons, they're all very, very good friends of mine. And we just started singing literally for fun. No other reason. We finished our exams. It was that, that twilight period between the end of exams and sort of leaving university. Um, literally, or halcyon, halcyon days of summer. Yeah, yeah. Love it, honestly. Those. We were so excited by the sound we were creating. Like I'd never sang close male harmony before. It, it really excited us. And then when people would come upstairs to like the common room and, and, and listen to us, they'd also be very excited. They, they couldn't believe what they were hearing and that excited us more. And we were like, oh my gosh, we weren't even that good back then, you know, but just creating that close harmony sound with the male voices and seeing the reactions of people just really, really excited us. And 
we just kept it going, but purely for fun. And every time there was like a society fundraiser for a show, we'd always do a couple of songs. And then we started to get a couple of gigs and our repertoire was always dictated by these gigs. You know, we started to get some paid gigs in, in our third year and very much sort of cemented ourselves into, I guess, into like the musical lifestyle of, of the university, which was pretty fun. And then we did our own sort of set, our own concert at the end of our third year, which was really, really lovely. And then, to be honest, after that, we always wanted to really push the group, but it was just so difficult because um, Harry went to Mount View straight after university. I went to Mount View the year after that. Sam went to drama school the year after that. And then we all had our own careers. You know, I was freelancing as an MD, Harry's composer, Sam was going into musical theatre, then IT, and Alex works for Pioneer DJ. He's the cool one. <laughs> and um, it was it was honestly really difficult to try and push the group. So we only got maybe two gigs a year. And then I went to Australia, you know? So it was it was always just a side thing. And then when lockdown happened, when COVID happened, we had time to focus on the Ashitodes and we put out loads of videos and loads of content and it changed the way that we arranged. We could arrange on Zoom and not have to meet up in person to do it. We could learn songs and record them remotely and not have to do it in person. So suddenly we were able to really bolster our, our repertoire and just do songs that we wanted to do. You know, it's, it's still a dream to try and push the group to be more successful. So there's a couple of things in the pipeline, which I'm looking forward to. And hopefully there'll be a crossover with Western Musical Choir at some time. I'd love to perform for all of you. <laughs> Yay. Yes, please. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's funny how um, obviously COVID was, sorry, I should say is, you know, it's still very much here, but apparently, you know, we're we're focusing on other things at the moment uh, as, a, as a country and a, as, a, as a global <laughs> society. But obviously there's lots of restrictions and limitations and all the rest of it. But the more I speak to people, even in like the creative space and the musical space, it was actually a really odd, innovative, agile opportunity for people to do things that they hadn't done before because they suddenly had time. Um, you know, certain people uh, maybe started a podcast and reflected on what they were doing. Other people, you know, took advantage of the um, sort of telecommunications that we have uh, to do stuff remotely. I mean, we're obviously doing this via Zoom and, I wish I had yeah. shares and shares and Zoom, but hey, never mind. Um, it's one of those where you, you creative people find ways of putting content out there, however it's possible. So it's really nice because it, it sounds like a you know a, a plot of a of a movie or something where you sort of like get these sort of amazing uh, sort of opportunities at university, and then you all go your separate ways, and it feels like it's over, mm. and then suddenly you're uh, having a nice resurgence. And uh, it was really it was really a moment for everyone just to get this as you say like this musical creativity out of their system it's just like mm. if i if i could collaborate with anyone right now who would it be um oh it'd probably be that guy so you message that guy and go what are you up to obviously the answer is nothing should we do this yeah. together and it was just a real yeah it was just a, a moment for everyone to just get in touch with their close friends close musician friends and just say do you want to do this? Because there's nothing else to do. You know, I, I got in touch with two piano friends and we did like a, a six hand version of the Barber of Seville overture. Because yeah, I saw that. That was amazing. There was nothing else to do. So, 
Um, nothing else to do. Six there was hours. nothing. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, it was just such a joy. And the thing that I think kept this as a society collectively mostly sane um, was seeing all of these different artists putting their art yeah. out for us despite everything. And yeah, I mean, anytime the Ash Jones or, or you released a video of some sort, I was just over the moon. It was just so oh, brilliant <laughs> to, to experience. Um, and yeah, kept us all sane-ish. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, no, it's amazing. So uh, you made reference to um, things in the pipeline. Can you, can you give us any spoilers or are you sworn to secrecy? I'll give a spoiler about one thing that we have nearly finished arranging that we hope to bring out as a video, which is it's going to be a Christmas themed song. Amazing. But also doubles up as a World Cup song <laughs> because Excellent. the World Cup <laughs> is, is happening yeah. in December. Mm-hmm. So we are working on a very unique Footbally Christmassy number. It's wild, obviously. My mind is racing. <laughs> I can't um, wait. But that's that's going to be uh, that's going to be really fun. But that's all dependent on whether we can get a video. So I mean, the Kiss TV went okay, so maybe we can shoot another good video. But we're going to need some like some people involved. I may even call on you guys to get involved with this. That's that's a big spoiler for you. Um, oh God. I, I then, mean, you guys can't see my face, but I'm very excited. Yeah. <laughs> and then, try and go. I, I can do podcast editing, video editing. I think, Katie, this is definitely your your thing. But that, yeah, okay. I know it would be it would be for you guys to be up. in the video. Oh my I'm god! Yeah. <laughs> oh god, even worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, even cooler. <laughs> that um, would make my mom's life. She loves you guys. I have to. I have to. I was thinking about how best to insert this. Um, so my mom is almost like a hundred percent deaf. Like she's been getting worse and worse over a long period of yeah. time, but she's still, when she saw Andre- Andrea Bocelli at the, um, the Jubilee concert, like it was just an amazing thing to watch mm. her watch that because she can still hear enough to hear her favorites, but she has started to recognize the Ashitones because she, uh, I obviously will be randomly playing videos. Um, and then I showed it, showed her a couple, um, on YouTube on the television so that she could like properly hear it and stuff as much as she can. And yeah, she just loves you guys, especially you, by the way, it's hilarious. Oh, wait, you know, you know him. I was like, yes. (laughs) And she's, yeah, she just, uh, yeah. Especially you, the, the, the joy that you portray when you are, or that exudes out of you, all four of you, um, when you're singing, just gives her much joy and she can hear enough of you guys to understand, like appreciate and, and love it basically. So, yeah. That's very kind. I mean, so if I was in a video with the Ashtons, she'd be thrilled. <laughs> well, it might be a lucky day. I mean, two, two responses to that is, um, I'm honored because Alex and Sam have very handsome um and so to, to be someone's favorite means a lot to me um the other thing is that i'd say the comment that we receive the most from our friends is my mum loves you oh yeah I don't, absolutely just, mother's favorites honestly yeah. i just so many of my friends are like by the way my mum is your number one fan um and i don't dispute that a lot of mums seem to like us, including our own. Um, Good. <laughs> yeah. But 
yeah, we, we seem to be big with the mothers. So we might have a we might have some competition with Andrea Bocelli because I think he's also very popular with mothers. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. I love that. I think I don't know if this is the appropriate title for this episode. Big with mothers. But yeah, um, <laughs> it's, it's a tagline I wasn't expecting. But yeah. Um, <laughs> Does your mother know it would be a good sort of callback? Oh, yes, that's that's it. Does your mother know the Ashertones? There we go. (laughs) Katie, make a note. I will make a note too. Otherwise, yeah, that's perfect. Well done. Isn't that a good Um, name for the podcast? Does your mother know the Ashertones? Mate, that's it. Yeah, we're done. We've literally made a note. That's what it's going to be. So uh, keep an eye out for it when it comes out. Um, I loved your kids' TV um mm-hmm. one in particular we will definitely be putting out links to your uh to the to the to the videos that you've done around that um i could wax lyrical about that for ages but aware of time i want to move us on to the incredibly niche venn diagram that is uh, musical theater and barbershop quartet sea shanties and luckily we're speaking to a person who's involved in that uh, dynamic area of creativity <laughs> so Talk to us about the show tune Sea Shanties, uh, and of course the uh, the one you did featuring uh, songs from Hamilton. Of course. So Joe Parsons, uh, he runs a group called The Other Guys, and he puts out several shows on cruise ships. He mainly like Frank. He started out as a Frankie Valley tribute act, and then ventured into other genres as well. He's currently the resident director of the Les Mis tour, which is wild because. I always just knew him as Joe. <laughs> um, it's crazy, crazy and he, when that sort of thing happens, isn't it? I know, I know. And he gave me a call two years ago because um, I've done a lot of work for him. And he um, he goes, Ash, by the way, I've had this crazy idea of um, like amalgamating musical theatre songs and sea shanties um, and have them sung, you know, by all-male group. And I was like, that is bonkers but i'm in i'm in um because not only was it like a really unique idea but um i really respect joe as a creative entrepreneur and as a person and so there are always those people where they'll ask you to do anything and because you respect them so much you'll do it you know and he's such a good guy that i wanted to be involved with with this and the first thing i did was i said can i bring harry in as well because uh, we do the Ashton's arrangements together. And he was like, of course. So we just did a couple of sea shanty arrangements. We didn't know anything about sea shanties, by the way. So, and we did, we did a, uh, what was it called? The Swinney Todd, the band of the Swinney Todd. And when we did it, it didn't really sound like a sea shanty too much. That It was still very musical theatery. And, and Joe was like, can you make this a bit more musical theatery? Oh, sorry, can you make this a bit more shanty esque? And then we thought, hmm, maybe we should go and research what sea shanties are and explore like the tonal systems they use. Um, and then we got a bit more of a flavor and put out that video. But it wasn't actually luckily, until that. I was going to say, luckily, you were absolutely on the nub of the zeitgeist of uh, the Weller Man sort of. Yeah, so up that, on went, that went viral. That went viral yeah, around December. And I was yeah. like, guys, we need to do a do video. It, do it now. <laughs> this, is, this is our moment. Yeah. Um, so very much rode that wave um and the first one did well nice. we did another one which um was a bit more niche so didn't do too well which was like a a mashup of blow high blow low and blow gabriel blow <laughs> it was brilliant i loved it it was oh. yeah just 
Awesome. Yeah. I, like, yeah, just a bit niche to kind of like take off. Mm. And then Joe was like, we need to do something bigger and bolder. So should we do like a Hamilton medley? I just, just want it on record. These arrangements are really, really tough. Like they are not easy. Um, the final product product can always look, you know, really pristine and, you know, oh, look what we did. No, this was really tough. And I was working mm-hmm. in a school at the time and we would spend an hour a day. I would, every time I was on a lunch break, I'd go into a side office, I'd go on Zoom with Harry and we would just work at it. And the hardest thing is, is that you have to take the melody and rewrite the tune because the, the tunes aren't, don't sound like shanties and you need to fit it into these tonal systems. Um, they use different scales. And so to make it work, firstly, we have to rewrite the tune and then you have to link all the songs together. You need to know how much of a song you're going to use. And it was really, it was really, really difficult. Like putting the Skylar sisters into a sea shanty was just the hardest thing ever. Um, but we got there and we posted it on April, March, April time. And I was just hoping that it would be seen by one of three accounts, which was either the Hamilton social media um, accounts, Lin-Manuel Miranda, obviously, or Alex Lacamoire. Um, and for those that don't know Alex Lacamoire, he was like, he's like the, the orchestrator, musical director of, of Hamilton and um, Dear Evan Hansen. And he's basically Lin-Manuel's right-hand man and very, very nice, talented. Nice. I mean, you're, you're, you're doing really well with the, with the sort of links and puns here riding a wave for the nautical theme <laughs> right hand man it's great you're doing, you're oh, doing nice. a great job yeah, link, link to Hamilton well done yeah thanks <laughs> <laughs> um, it got to, we, we posted it um, online and it was doing quite well like it was being shared around which was really nice and then I was at a, I was at my friend's boat with a load of friends and it was about midnight and I checked my phone and I saw Alex Lacamoire had retweeted it with a comment. Holy crap. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. And I went and, and I was with my am, am I actually seeing this? Or am I, I was like, am am I, I, yeah, literally, this? am I seeing yeah. this now? Um, and I went over to Harry and I went, look who's just shared this video. And I was like, this is big. This is big. And then it just it just took off. It was getting, you know, thousands of retweets by all sorts of people with, you know over a million followers i just couldn't believe it. i've never had anything go viral before it was a really a really really tough time and that was just a real sort of tonic that i needed at the time and was genuinely just so proud of of what we had achieved and then i think lin manuel liked someone's tweet i think that was the closest we got to him oh, man. um yeah um Almost I mean, besties. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Katie, you, you take that follow-up question as a as a segue. Yeah, like how close to besties are you? Um, not quite there yet, by the sounds not of it. Not quite there but, yet. No. But <laughs> an avenue is open. Is is my feeling. <laughs> so yeah, mm. yeah. I'm still trying to push the, the show chances. We actually have a show reel. Um, so you know, as I said, Joe is a brilliant sort of creative entrepreneur. So we put after doing after instead of doing more videos we um decided to invest money in getting you know eight guys six seven guys together um who are all fantastic um 
and we workshopped sort of five or six numbers. We did like a Les Mis. We got a, sh- a shanty version of Bring Him Home, uh, which I actually <laughs> love. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, there. <laughs> nine, yeah, nine to five, um, which leads actually on to what I'd love to do if, if we got a chance to do a song with Western Musical Choir. Yeah, that we, was um, the next question. We did, a really, we did a really slow shanty ballad arrangement of Climb Every Mountain. And no way. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, and I would love to do that with the choir. That would um, be amazing. But I just, I just don't know in terms of like permission because mm-hmm. it's very much like an entity and I don't know if that could work, but I'd love to do that with the choir. That would be, um, that'd be good fun. But I um, mean, I'm speechless. It sounds I, epic. I guess the, the other thing, the other thing to notice that, and it's something gets confused, the, the sea shanties and the ashtones are completely separate. Completely separate yeah. Like, um, because with barbershop, the, the only similarity, what firstly is that me and Harry, do arrange both but the other thing is that with the barbershop the the setup is like bass baritone lead and then like a falsetto harmony above um and obviously one to a part and then with the the show shanty stuff um it's bass baritone tenor tenor where it's not falsetto it's you know proper music theater rich vibrato tenor so slightly different sounds um and ideally more than one to a part um so if if you were hoping for an Ashertones show shanty cross mm-hmm. mix up, it's Doesn't not work. too likely, but not <laughs> impossible. It could work. Uh, you never know. <laughs> but I think it's it's important for 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 the listener to realise that they are separate entities, even though mm. they have um, two people have, in common. Uh, a certain amount of crossover. <laughs> yeah, definitely. sure. Yeah, and I think as you said about the sort of the tonality of it, I mean, it must have, as you say, it was really hard to do this. Um, show shanties um but it's such a seamless product when it comes out that you know it belies the the amount of work that you have to do and you know re reconstructing completely what what the original is and trying to because you know the the i got introduced to sea shanties properly about maybe seven or eight years ago in the assassin's creed black flag game for example right yeah they when you're on the ship they but basically the crew sing uh lots of original 17th 18th century um sea shanties and it's literally a highlight of the game and anyone who has played that game will will agree with me um but there's such a distinct musical and rhythmic um heritage in those songs mm. that is you know it, it's purposeful it's a, to allow for effective timing around a ship to do certain functions of raising sails and all the rest of it um that you know to make that work with a song that's you know, a, a musical number uh, in the West End and Broadway. Yeah. It's going to take a lot of picking and unpicking and re- reattaching to make it all fit in correctly. I think, I think also, you raise a good point. And also, there's something about sea shanties which are so raw um, mm. and very, I want to say, like quite basic isn't the right word, but it's, it relies on people who don't necessarily sing properly as it were you know there's lo- yes, loads yes, of men on the ship having to sing rhythmically and it doesn't matter if you're flat or sharp per se some of the rustic sound that comes through is quite you know overall appealing but as you say i can imagine that's tricky when you're trying to make it work with some of the sure it, it doesn't it doesn't require that polished 
refined mm. voice. It can be as raw as you like. You listen to any sort of sea shanty on Spotify. Um, if you go in with the mindset of expecting something that's West End ready, you'll be really disappointed. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, the, the, the cutoffs aren't together. The, the harmonies aren't necessarily completely in tune, but there's something still so, so accessible and appealing about that sea shanty sound. And, you know, they are inherently working songs and all of us work and don't often enjoy some aspects of it. So again, it's very accessible. And then, so people seem to like that. It's only in three part harmony a lot of the time, occasionally four. So it's it's kind of easy to, to access and understand. And then if you just cross mix that with recognizable musical theatre songs that everyone knows and loves, it's just offering like a new a new window into a recognizable so people love things that they know which is why pop songs and this is a huge generalization but a lot of pop songs sound the same um there is like a bit of a science to to creating like chart music because part of it is how can we make this as recognizable as possible straight away um so reliable relatable tropes um all the way through um, so people like things that they recognize. And so to combine musical theatre songs, which, by the way, a lot of these musical theatre numbers, you will never hear done any differently because that's how people like them to be performed. You know, I, I can't imagine you seeing any different version of Six in the next 20, 30 years. But we've done a shanty version of Six. So and for me, I, I love variation. I love different different ways of doing things. So, um, you know, I think for people to, to listen to a, a new experience, a new way of listening to something they know that they like um, with something as accessible as sea shanties, I think is, uh, is quite promising. And I think we're very passionate about that as well. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. To that point. You just made me think of um, the Max Richter. Um, Four Seasons. Yes. Yeah, which, I love that. Oh my God, it's beautiful. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, uh, you will know because uh, part of uh, Spring was used, it has been used on television in, mm. it's also in Bridgerton, by the way, in the first season. Um, right. Yeah, it, uh, the, the the dance um, in the rain, anyway. Uh, but it's been used on television as commercials and stuff, yeah, so you will know it. It's so it's gorgeous. It's so amazing just to sit and listen to it and how it doesn't sound like it, like spring um but then it does and mm. those bits those motifs that have that he's picked out for like the whole the whole thing um yeah it's just so cool so variations on a theme um so uh, it's a great it. a great love recommendation it. katie yeah. very impressive yeah oh well thank you sir yeah. oh my god i impressed <laughs> ashley i'm done that's me done for like the rest of the month that's amazing <laughs> um a quick a quick follow-up to it is like what would be the dream musical theatre song to shantify? I'm not sure if that's a verb. <laughs> We've been using the word shantify Good. a lot. So yeah, it's, it's I'm, a thing. I'm, I'm, I'm on trend without realising. Fantastic. Um, so I think I would love to, uh, if Charlie came to me and said, we want you to do a shanty for the choir, I'd probably want to do a song that you guys have already done. 
because I'd want you to get that. Yeah. I'd want you to get that same experience of you know this is what we have sung and this is how it can be different. So I mean we ha- we actually have done nine to five, which is um, I would sing it for you, but I- I'm not warmed up. Um, <laughs> um, we- 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 we've already like pushed you to name all the songs. Abba song, so we wouldn't make you, you know what I actually we- we- we I won't actually ask anymore. I thought you were going to put me on the spot and get me to name 20 Queen songs, and I was really nervous. <laughs> I, think, I think that's but, more uh, more my field, but we've already, done, yeah. we've already done a countdown. There's no point in doing another one. So. <laughs> um, but if I had to do one song for Western Music Choir, um, interestingly, we tried to do You Will Be Found once, mm. and, you know, we couldn't do it. Um, but I'd love to, I, like I said, I'd love to do Climb Every Mountain or maybe 9 to 5 for you guys, but... Um, you know, we we try to do You'll Be Found and, you know, no one's this perfect. Is, we, we couldn't do it. It was too hard and we gave this up. This is an incredibly <laughs> basic observation, um, but I don't know if I'm, if you agree, but that song shifts around too much in its original format. So it probably yeah. makes it hard to the, the, make anything coherent. Because what one of the main compositional devices of Sea Shanties is call and response. And for call and response to occur, you need some sort of tangible structure. Um, And you'll be found doesn't quite do that. You need some sort of, uh, by the way, this isn't um, disparaging. You'll be found. No, it's it's actually praising it for being so intricate um, and awesome. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be like, you'll be found. It's a terrible song. It doesn't do this. (laughs) No, not. It's not. In fact, there are many 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 fantastic songs in the musical theater canon that just either wouldn't work wouldn't work for as um to be adapted as a sea shanty or could work but wouldn't wouldn't feel like it's good enough if that makes sense that it might feel like there's a better song to choose um so i just had an idea go for um it. waitress what's inside sugar butterflower and i mean that's repetitive right so maybe that could work I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll have a think about that because I have, <laughs> I have to listen to these songs with fresh ears, with like, with my sea shanty um, headphones on. Um, but you know, I'll, 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 you know, I'll, you know, actually, we would love to do. We had this discussion recently. Feed the birds. I, think I was about to, to say it. that too, actually. Oh yeah, God. there that you would go. Be so cool. I'd, I'd love to do feed the birds as a, as a shanty. Yeah. Amazing. The birds haven't set back, you know. Hey. Nice and <laughs> <laughs> I can't forget the hay. Uh, so yeah, cool. Yeah. And then we could go sing it on the steps of St. Paul's. I mean, <laughs> it would, oh, yeah, that would just be epic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So last question until yeah, we get to the hard it. quick fire question round questions. But yes, last question. Um, they'll, they'll be short. Don't worry. Just, yes. That, uh, those will be short. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> so we hope to see lots of you next term and in future in general, uh, because you're awesome. But for the newer members who don't know you, and that's a sad thing, can you tell us what to expect from rehearsals with you? So obviously working in this field for quite a few years, I learn a lot about myself and you learn what your good attributes are and what you're not necessarily as good at and um one of the things that I like about taking rehearsals is that I'm completely myself so Mm -hmm. you could speak to me in the middle of a rehearsal and ask me a question and you could also ask me a question privately and I'll answer it the exact same way um I don't really have a front I'm very just like 
very excitable when when there's something that I like, even the smallest detail within the arrangement, I'm very quick to show how excited I am about it. So I like to think I have a bit of a an infectious excitement for for genuinely good music and and just like a positive um positive rehearsal environment to be honest i like cracking jokes um <laughs> silly silly dad jokes and i love people to feel as comfortable as possible you know i like i like creating a very safe environment for people and i guess that's that's the main thing and also you know if if they if they don't like abba then they might not have a positive experience because they will come up in conversation and in every rehearsal <laughs> so yeah i'd say my rehearsals are quite quite chaotic and excited but in an organized way <laughs> i yeah i mean so i clapham was a new choir and you were the md and i was there so like it was just awesome and what you're saying rings true with me completely um that that is what it's like and i mean i did want to bring up dreams and dogs right um but it's about it's about creating that safe space that you do because you are just 100% yourself and if you have a thought you just share it with us um yeah so if there's something you're teaching and it resonates with something that you've had a dream about you will stop and tell us about the dream um yeah, yeah. and I am um, yeah I, I've been told that I've had like golden retriever energy um yeah, also yeah <laughs> and I, I totally identify with that um just they're they're their sheer excitement and mm -hmm. if they're excited about something there's no hiding it and it's I guess I'm just like that as well um and I also love having my uh the back of my head rubbed like a like a dog as well <laughs> there so, we go. so yeah <laughs> if you if you're in the if you're around Ashley and there's a dog in the neighborhood uh Ashley will know and he will go and find said dog um that's also another thing also the, sticks uh, with one, me. <laughs> one last controversial thing about dogs mm. There is one dog which I just do not like. Shocking. And yeah, I know. And and I and I'm sorry if I offend anyone, but I really have a problem with pugs. Yeah. I I, I think I know where he's going with this. I mm. just oh also, also in terms you know how some people are cat people, some people are dog people, some people are sort of like somewhere on the scale Confused. in between. Yeah. I'm i I'm literally 100 percent dogs that I actually really don't like cats and like if a cat comes up to me and walks across me I just I don't do anything I I don't I don't think to give it attention to stroke it and I have a go at my mate who is 100% on the cat end of the spectrum who and when a dog approaches him he doesn't know what to do with the dog and you know I'll say Sasha what are you doing like just stroke the dog but then I've realized recently that I have the exact same inverse um, reaction to cats. Um, just I, I, I just love dogs so much and the attention they give you that um, I, just, I just don't feel the same about cats. And also pugs, I just I don't like the way they look. I don't like the way they sound. Um, I think they have a lot of issues. Um, they do. Um, <laughs> but they I do, pug, bless I, them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I, I totally see when you mentioned pugs. It's like, I think it's... Um, an inherently cruel thing to do to a creature to breed them to a degree where they have 
massive issues with their breathing and all the rest of it but also yeah. like they have like extra vertebrae or something compared to what they used to back mm. in, you know several oh centuries my God. ago um, yeah, um, we've got some family <laughs> family had um pugs and they had lots of issues and it's just it doesn't seem very very good obviously it's nice to look after them if they've been um you know in, in a uncomfortable or you know not safe uh, sort of environment but i i think i have a problem with the concept of pugs as they are and it, it upsets me to say this, but isn't it the same with um, sausage dogs? Because I do love sausage yeah. dogs, but love, they have yeah. they have a lot of back problems as well. Mm. Yeah, definitely. We should all my be mom, kinder mother, to dogs. Yeah, my Full mother stop. had a sausage dog and they had a bad back. So, yeah, exactly. We were yeah. right on theme. Um, um, I think wait, it's wait, 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 enduring memories of you Ashley in rehearsal was when you were teaching we clearly um, don't have time for this Katie <laughs> tough um it's when you were teaching do you want to build a snowman and uh you made it essentially like one of my most favorite songs to sing with Wemmick oh. because yeah um which is a little bit silly I guess but not because I'm owning it because what you did was the ooze you told us that the ooze were telling the story because obviously if they were in there they served a function so what is the mm. story that the ooze are telling um and yeah i was just like oh it's her growing up it's the montage scene it's her growing oh. up and she doesn't have her sister and it's oh my god it's so sad <laughs> and and yeah and it's just stuck completely so um that is one of you made me love do you want to be a snowman uh b <laughs> build build a snowman um and yeah it's just stuck with me you know what that is so lovely to hear um <laughs> Because there are there are lots of different obviously bits of direction that I'll give, and I'll forget about them. And that is that is one that I've forgotten about. Um, so thank you for bringing that up. That's made You're my welcome. day. <laughs> Good. But they do tell a story. Who's tell a story? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. glad that we're talking about this and uh, Christmas songs, and we're about to go into the hottest single weekend in UK history. Uh, so perfect. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's true that it, it is funny how certain types of uh, direction just stick uh, from different NDs, but it mm. also helps unlock the song from a performance standpoint as well. You know, people are worrying about lyrics, but if you can even give meaning to sort of like just in the the back and vocal ooze and uh, relating to that, then that's definitely a, yeah. a sign that that's it's sticking. That's, I guess, the big one. Some of the biggest tasks is how the last thing you want an ensemble to do is stand and sing. And it's funny yeah. because if you were to name the first two things that a choir does, it's they stand and sing. Um, but there's so much more to it. And particularly in the world of musical theatre, you know there aren't many songs that aren't trying to tell a story or get a narrative across. So even though um, the songs have been adapted and arranged for different ensembles, you know, you still have to try and convey uh, the meanings and the message of those songs as best as you can. Um, so even if you're singing anew, sing it with commitment. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I think that's what you were saying uh a while back about the what ABBA is so good at in terms of how they they'll repeat a chorus but there's certain little things that have been changed and one of the directions I've got from yourself but also probably um Ben and maybe most of the MDs we work with is that if you're repeating a line do it differently try and make it a little bit different you know absolutely you know and it's it's such a a key thing to do it's like yeah. I think 
what can I do to slightly change this up um, mm. so that it remains interesting and dynamic? Yeah, absolutely. And we try and obviously taking inspiration from ABBA, um, you know, and I won't get into it. But, um, I was also going to reference some Japanese artists, but, um, um, you know, we try and really implement that into our arrangements as well with the show shanties and the Ashtones. If you listen to any of the songs, you you won't hear anything that's the same within the arrangement because I, I me, me personally, I feel like if you've repeated exactly the same, there's no point it being there. If it's been heard once, it's been heard, and then there's there's you need to find some new direction with it. Take kind of that's how kind of Abba's detail has definitely influenced my musical sort of focus as well, particularly with regards to arranging. So before we let you go. Quick fire question round. Okay. So we've come up with three questions. Um, three. Yes, three. And we just want first thought that comes to mind, lightning, fast, gut reactions. Um, Ollie, do you want to take the first one? Or do you want to take the second one? Uh, I think I prefer you to do the second one. Okay. All right. Off you go. Is that okay? It's okay. totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Ashley, um, horrible first one but try and be as quick and reactive as you can okay your favorite abba song if it wasn't for the nights no hesitation like it um the second question is how is your hair so perfect oh gosh it's not (laughs) (laughs) he says as it looks like perfection no it's so much here (laughs) I hate I this tip I've not even, I've not brushed it in five days. Um oh, that absolutely appalls me. You it, it looks great, mate, So just <laughs> yeah, it does. Thank it looks perfect. You. If if you turn up fully fully quaffed to the level that you're happy with one day, you'll have to give us a warning, okay? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I, I don't think he's actually answered answered no, the question yet. No, no, except that it isn't perfect, but it is. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, um, I'm going to let you get away with sort of blushing uh, as a response. Um, the third question, if you could time travel uh, to see any particular musical theatre show, original cast, uh, what would you choose? Sure. I mean, <laughs> I'd kind of like to see the OG performance of Mamma Mia or or maybe even West Side Story. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'd love to like... I would just love to see what it was like to see a musical back in the 50s. Yeah. Yeah, and experience that sound for the first time because, I mean, West Side Story is quite different, isn't it? So. Yeah, and just experiencing like a full, full sort of Broadway orchestra. Yeah. Back in the day would be quite something like, something like Gypsy or, Mm. um, or even Mac and Mabel. I know that was the 70s, but they still used the sort of the, the orchestral forces from the 50s um, within that show. So, uh, yeah, definitely maybe like Mac and Mabel or, yeah, West Side Story or Mamma Mia, of course. <laughs> <laughs> awesome choices. I felt confident it might be uh, Mamma Mia related, but I'm glad that we've uh, got some other options there as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course. Thank you so much, Ashley. This has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you for having me. I've had a wonderful time. This is easily the highlight of my week. So thank you very much. <laughs> oh, thank you. If there's ever like a gap in the diary, you know, I would love to fill that with with choir rehearsals. Um, Amazing. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it really gives 
the MD's life as well. We we just we we love taking rehearsals. Um, it's such a a nice, low pressure, safe environment just to mm. be as expressive as possible and achieve achieve a nice end product by the end of the rehearsal. So looking forward to the next one. Us too. Ashley is just fabulous. That was such a fun hour and a half uh, getting to talk to him about all things Ashley. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. But now it is time for Wemmick Loves and your shout outs and highlights from the past choir year. Uh, so thank you so much for sending in your answers to this. Lots of really great things. Good stroll down memory lane. Um, I will start us off with uh, my own. So one of my highlights was getting to hear the Moana uh, harmonies for the first time from Oxford Circus. It was stunning and glorious and what an awesome song. And obviously also the one that took us viral on TikTok, which is really cool. And my other highlight, I would say, is uh, the fact that for a good number of rehearsals, we had somebody from Washington State, so West Coast USA, as well as somebody from uh, Down Under, uh, Australia, New Zealand, uh, at the same time in a rehearsal. Like, the time zones? Oh my God. And the fact that our voices were all coming together from around the globe, uh, singing the same stuff at the same time, just mind boggling. So yay, that was one of my highlights for sure. Yeah, no, that's uh, pretty cool, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's. I mean, there must've been people singing Tuesday, when yeah. this is a Tuesday rehearsal, people singing Tuesday, some people probably singing Wednesday. Yep, <laughs> maybe, it is uh, the next day. Maybe just touching, yeah, yeah, yeah. so. Spanning the globe, very cool. Yeah, very, very. Um, we've obviously had a few shout outs for one thing in particular, and it sort of like ties in relatively neatly to the global reach of Wemek, uh, and that is New Year's Eve. Uh, Lucy Boardman did highlight also being part of the recording for that, and that was very nice uh, to have like a large group of people for uh, for that piece as well, which is really important to the overall sound um, for New Year's Eve. So, yeah. Definitely a highlight. Kat uh, Forsyth has said the Christmas term is always a highlight because we do so many performances. And she may have been referring to last Christmas term, which we did have a lot of uh, a lot of performances considering we're coming out of lockdown. But I think this might be a look forward to uh, yeah. the upcoming term. And I think we do have some stuff lined up, which is quite exciting. Yeah, it is the term of performances. Oh, it's always good fun. Quick one, though, uh, when we went viral on TikTok, because Katie mentioned that already in terms of Moana, mm -hmm. but what are we up to? 1.5 million views. Yes. I mean, it could be it could be more than that, even by the time that we finish doing this recording, let alone it yeah. coming out. Yeah, as an it's, had a, it's had a second wave of uh, appreciation, which is amazing. Uh, so keep watching, guys. Keep sharing. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, any engagement with it is great. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's fantastic to see all the hard work that Maxine and uh, Amy Kay are putting into that in particular. So mm -hmm. well done and shout out to them. Come from away. Not only was it a great trip for all of you guys to go to the theater and watch it together, but also the video um, mm. that did so well um, and come from away likes us and shared our videos. That was very cool. And what a great song too. It's one of the firm favorites. Getting a... Uh, messages from uh, Nick and Diane who are of course the uh, yes oh my goodness American English uh, power couple from that uh, was <laughs> the, re the real ones as well yes like, this is great 
<laughs> this is uh, what you like to see. And then there were another couple of shout outs for a couple of other theater trips. So Anne Juliet mm-hmm. and Legally Blonde. So it's definitely one of the cool things that you uh, get to do inquire is to uh, go on theater trips together so a whole bunch yeah. of people who love musicals watching musicals <laughs> it wants not to like also lots fun. of pink lots of pink yeah uh, and juliet and yes. uh, lily bond incredibly pink uh, yes. livery so yep. we'll have to, at least we've diversified that with come from away with blue and yellow but let's <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh let's diversify our colors further for 2023 <laughs> <laughs> wicked um, we should go see wicked again green uh talk about colors Flowers, 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 flowers. Uh, so many flowers. Lots of shout-outs for <laughs> Hampton Court and uh, also for uh, Chelsea. Uh, definitely highlights of people's performances for spring and summer. So well done, everyone. That was uh, really, really fun doing those, wasn't it? We have uh, St. Paul's, obviously, always a highlight. Um, mm. And we have the Disney workshop that we have with Lauren Van Kempen and mm. the choreography that everybody learned for their be our guest um that and, was yeah. hilarious yeah and it looked really good um but it was mostly hilarious because it was just like we didn't know it was coming uh lauren um, didn't really emphasize i think she may have thought we knew what was coming but we did not know it was coming and it was like ah for full quite show a, choir <laughs> yeah quite a static choir generally it was going full show was um fun it was yep. amazing though she's yep. uh it's a, literally Lauren will tell us slash me what to do and I would just go cool yeah that's fine just basically say yes say yes to one another and uh especially Lauren so, yes <laughs> yeah. um and also just as an aside guys Ollie's never watched Glee I <laughs> so hey, now hey. you have now you hey. are but that's because we discussed it. show choir stuff and I was flabbergasted um no it was it was actually talking about Spring Awakening because of the the really cool documentary that's on Sky Arts um or one of the Sky channels and yeah so I realized Holly didn't know who Leah Michelle was because also she's just been cast in Funny Girl on Broadway um so that just led to a whole Glee mini apocalypse in my in my mind um so Ollie is now watching Glee Stay tuned for his opinions. (laughs) I have numerous hot takes. Um, Yeah, I think I won't inflict it on you right now. I'll I'll try and condense my my thoughts on it. But uh, Katie is getting numerous messages from me whilst I sort of watch them and uh, sort of effectively live tweet, live message her. I'm loving uh, it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with, yeah, with questions, queries, concerns, and uh, mostly so, every so often going, ah, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. What a fun song. And, and Jane Lynch. Yes, Jane Lynch, but also The Love of Matt Morrison. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Mr. Shoe. Yeah. The lovely Aaron has uh, wanted to do a shout-out for Disney Workshops as well. And, of course, they uh, had all of the uh, Lila and Stitch merchandise in the world, which I particularly enjoyed so thank you again Aaron and then just a shout out for the Manchester choir as a whole uh fantastic first year and uh, really yes excited well done Manchester see, yeah, so cool see what happens next, uh, in the in the coming years and yeah a little bit more love for uh another locale is uh, the King's Cross um venue and starting out in January as a brand new location brand new choir pretty much you know a huge amount of tastes over the course of the, the spring term and into the summer term and um just sort of finding its feet and uh, finding its sound uh, and its personality. And uh, yeah, by the end of summer term, quite remarkable results. So well done. I look forward to uh, 
continuing to angel there into the new into the new term and see where we go from there because it's very exciting times yeah i can't wait to cover there at some point in the nearish future fingers crossed yes <laughs> totally, like 100 we'll get you, get you down to King's cross it's a lot of fun it's definitely definitely not spooky in behind the scenes at all <laughs> i love a good church with a ghost story <laughs> yeah <laughs> even I, if it's ones that we've made up ourselves oh yeah um if anyone sees maxine and lynn uh, they are particularly uh strong believers that there's something spooky happening there uh, <laughs> and i definitely don't do things to enforce that uh of course you know. not you would never do such a thing because you are no. a kind human being kind generous <laughs> other words <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like i definitely don't flicker lights on and off to scare them um <laughs> Yeah, moving away from from such uh, libelous things. Um, <laughs> hey, there's a shout out here for all of the Wemmick takeovers of uh, overtures as well. So that is uh, yes, always good fun, huh? Um, and yeah, you, we you, have you've just had one last out. night. <laughs> yes, yes, and I think my voice sounds pretty good considering. Uh, considering the Human Rhapsody. Always, yeah, that might have been the bridge too far right at the end. I mean, they saved it literally for the last song. And I was like, I think I'm doing okay. And then suddenly you hear the opening riff on the uh, piano. It's like, ah, damn it. Yep. Here go my vocal cords. Never mind. <laughs> um, yeah, survive that. Uh, but yeah, Overtures is fantastic. We are in discussion with a few of the people who are involved with Overtures to come on the pod in the next few months because uh, there's a lot of uh, Wemmick love for Overtures, but it's really nice to see that there's quite a lot of uh, Overtures love for us as well so uh trying to make the most of that situation and we'll have a few people uh, come and talk more about their very interesting activities in and around overtures having barry manilow's account love uh our uh our tiktok of, of manilow uh, was was great because i was part of the recording for that and honestly i haven't laughed so much uh at something for, for quite a while because um our puppeteers um or chaperones for, for the Barry Manilow cutout were on fine form and uh came together really really well so all in all well done to uh, I think I mean a- I Amy, met Amy did great yeah I, I met the cutout I mean okay uh Iconic. but then yeah yes and then I saw the cutout on the live stream and I was like oh my god he's so creepy <laughs> Because he was just like appearing <laughs> randomly around the church. <laughs> Again, linked to the King's Cross spookiness. It was definitely not me and a couple of others moving him around uh, <laughs> in this sort of teleportation way. Definitely not. <laughs> definitely not that. And I have a shout out for Annie as well, for all the whooping. Um, anytime Amy G says hi or speaks to the virtual singers um, on a Tuesday in Oxford Circus, Annie Whoops. Thank you, Annie. We all love you. We've had a self-serving shout out from pub ambassadors. Yes. They're great. Amazing. We, uh, red, we, we, red sparkly badges. Love them. Do they still have red sparkly badges? They do. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Phew. One of them at <laughs> Oxford Circus keeps losing theirs. And I don't know if she actually listens, but I'll tell her. <laughs> coming out of her wages next time there are no wages there are no wages, <laughs> are no wages. Um, but yeah we will have red sparkly badges um, and I believe that there are some new pub ambassadors being selected uh, for a couple of our venues as well so yep. stay tuned for that 
Yeah, if anybody's interested um, in becoming a Purple Investor at some point, let it be known. I would recommend either DMing the Instagram account or maybe sending an email to info at westernmusicalchoir.com if you're interested in doing that. So there's one here from someone who shall remain nameless. Shout out to Ollie and Maxine for being my perfect podcast partners in crime. I, I wonder who could that, who could that be? <laughs> well, maybe it's Katie. Um, could be me. Yeah. It could be me. That's a nice shout out. Thank you. You're uh, and I, I, I will reciprocate. Um, so yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I think just on a personal level, I think podcast has been a, a personal highlight um, just because it's a lot of fun to do. And it's really nice seeing uh, so many of you listening and engaging with us. So thank you. Completely. We're going to continue for quite a bit longer. Yep. Agreed. Thanks, guys. What a lovely way to sign off this summer special. Uh, we appreciate it's a little bit longer, but let's face it, the raconteur uh, that is Ashley. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, you can't you can't cut him we, at all. We could have literally just sat there for another oh, hour, easily. two hours, the rest of the afternoon. Just He's so good at getting his message over, mm. his passion for his subject, his expertise for his subject. Um so, Ashley, if you're still listening, yes, I am fawning over you, but it's fine. So because it's, it's, it was so good and so pleasing that we saw you just after you'd, you know, you'd basically worked your your dream of, you know, MDing, um, being on keys for for the Mamma Mia tour. So lots of stuff to celebrate there. Yep. And his perfect hair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do we leave the episode like that? I think we do. We can't. We can't finish on anything other than a shout out to uh to to his hair <laughs> you can't see katie's face it's a, a picture um but yeah no it was uh, it was a joy and uh, we'll definitely have him back on again for hurrah other than that thank you so much for listening thank you for your um shout outs and the Wemmick love action and uh yeah we will see you again very soon with our special summer guest and um yeah some exciting new stuff for the new term as well say bye katie bye everybody right now <laughs> told you i'd hold it together it's fine you're totally you're totally on it <laughs> <laughs> um right ding 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 into the main bit Um, ba, ba, ba. definitely cut that ba, 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 ba out. Um, <laughs> bleeper section is going to be marvelous, and it's all your fault. Um, no. Oh!